0: Hey, I'm glad you're here. This is episode 18, and I'm finishing my conversation with my friend Karen Backway about Greg McKeown's book, Essentialism. Karen and I cover part four of the book, Execute, and we share a quick wrap-up of our thoughts on it. Karen's a physician-turned-life coach, and we both agree that this book is a great primer on how to own your life. You don't have to have the book to benefit from our discussion. So here we go. Welcome to an owner's guide for your life, the podcast that combines psychology, coaching, common sense, and fun. I'm Tracy Browning, an entrepreneur, life coach, and lover of people. Now, let's talk about how to live love, make money, and change the world. And now we're back for part four, execute, which I sound really happy on execute. (laughs) 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 It's not the I'm okay, you execute kind of thing. It's
1: let's do this.
0: Let's do
1: this. It's the getter done approach to life yes
0: and you were right you told me last week when i was agonizing over i don't like part three where i'm having to decide and cut things and wade through it
1: i do like this
0: much better i do it is
1: much more um encouraging and actually if you take his steps into into you put them into effect it's actually quite productive. In fact, I had an extremely productive weekend, which Tell me I already shared week, with you. My weekend, oh, I finished off a governance course, which is unbelievably dry, but it's done. done. Yay for done. Yay, finished okay, that. So, yep. But
0: as you're telling, we've got to stop and put this into, into application here, because what do we need to
1: do? We need to celebrate your progress. Absolutely. Celebrate and the small wins. It was a massive win. <laughs> well,
0: I was going to say, that's not a small win to finish a dry governance course. It's mm. a big win. Mm. But just take a I I did it. It's done. It You're that t- much farther along towards meeting your and overall I even, goal. I even passed. Ooh. Even better. (laughs) (laughs) Which I had no expectation
1: at all that you would not pass. But yes. Yay, you did it. All right. I did it. And I'm very pleased that I finished it. Glad it's done. Trying to not let myself sign up for the next part.
0: (laughs) Not yet. All right. Okay. Now I will ask, does the next part, does that is that something you are going to do? Because it does. Help you move along towards where you want to be or is it that oh you and I both know we love to study things so is it falling into that well I'll just do the next thing because it's the next part of that course
1: uh it is the next part of that course and, and it's um it's advanced governance and I think it will actually be quite helpful for my role with, that, with the uh, school that I'm the right. chair for that board. So I think it will help. I don't want to go through it too fast because you have to sort of, you have to, the course that I just finished, I now need to learn how to apply that information. Right. It's not just get it and move on. It's get it, let's implement it. Let's see how it goes. And then I will decide if I will take the advanced course. So I need to now work with the material that I learned. And that's it's a beautiful great. example.
0: I, I love that so much because
1: it's, as you're
0: talking about it, I'm thinking, you know, I think of it as, okay, you've, you've learned these things. Now you need to live with it. It's, you know, what works? Where do you need more oomph? What do you need some help with? And, you know, it's like, move, to me, it's like moving into a new house. I don't want to just do everything redesign everything in one fell swoop i want to live in it (laughs) and go here's where i want to sit and feel the morning sun come in oh yeah and here's where i want to hang out in the evening ah what how does it fit with the flow of your life
1: right and that's also part of the second chapter which was like explore explore your different options, what is it you need to do? And yeah, I've finished this course. Do I need to do the second course? It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep it open. Um, yeah. We'll see yeah. what direction it takes. Yeah. The Create Small Wins chapter, for me, as you know, is a bit of a challenge because I do right. tend to turn things into very big projects. Which is right. what I'm doing right now, about t- taking the second part of this course. He's like, no, no, just one at a time. Slow down, pause, figure it out. It's hard for me.
0: Yes, yes, it is. So again, <laughs> I just give you the, at a girl,
1: you did it,
0: and you stopped to celebrate. All right. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's done. Well, as I'm looking, I keep, I keep turning to look at my whiteboard. I've kind of noted the names of the chapters in this part four section and, and just put a few little phrases from each one. Um, the chapters that he talks about, he talks about buffering and subtracting and progress, the small wins and flow and focus and all of these. It, it really was a, a revisiting of the points he'd made earlier. Well, here's what you need to do to be an essentialist, to be an essentialist, not just do essential things, but to be, to become the essentialist um, with the buffering, you know, the luxurious space. Um, I've done that in my life before, allowed luxurious space. Um, I'm not always successful at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will share with you. I told you earlier, I said, okay, I'll tell you what I did this weekend. Oh my goodness. It got away with me so badly, but it tells me mm, how tired I have been. We had a wedding to go to Saturday and we had to travel two hours to get to the wedding. So Todd and I hop in the truck <laughs> and we go two hours and we get there and we're there. What I thought was half an hour early we were half an hour late. Oops. I thought the wedding was at six. Nope. The wedding was at five and we didn't even realize it. You know, it's outdoors. You know, people are milling around. We're like, well, when's it going to get started? Like, It happened. You missed it. So we were there for the reception and for the hanging out and being with our family. But my first reaction, which I wish somebody had been able to take a picture of my face when they said, no, it was at five. What? I don't mess up on details like that. Typically, <laughs> I really don't. Usually I obsessively check those things. But my sister-in-law and my husband looked at me and said, you weren't the bride. <laughs> you weren't the groom. You weren't the pastor. And I didn't have to be there for that. You know, it was fine. They went they got married just fine without me being there. Ah, so I gave myself grace to not beat myself up for making a really silly mistake and just relaxed and enjoyed it.
1: Good for you. Bravo. Thank you.
0: Small win. Celebrate it. Look at us doing, applying what we learn here. <laughs>
1: perfectly good opportunity to beat yourself up that you skipped right and that in and of itself is quite the skill
0: it is it it is a skill and it's it's one of those things that nobody else was beating me up for it I mean a couple people I'm sure thought really you couldn't read the invitation well there were two different times one was for the wedding one was for the reception um and You know, it just, I go, I'm human. <laughs> it's all okay. <laughs> oh, and I thought I was doing really, and that, and that part of it too, I thought I was doing so well at leaving some space. Todd is really good. You know, some of these chapters with the buffering and the subtracting, his background in lean manufacturing, he is, you know, the book, he mentions the goal in one of his chapters Todd had that years ago he had me reading it that it's you know take adjust your speed to the slowest hiker don't put the fastest hiker in front to lead the group adjust your speed to the slowest hiker and make those accommodations so I'd I've, I've read that years ago and Todd his method of operating is I mean, for years now he has done these things He has with the with the buffering the allowing space the the quote the Abraham Lincoln quote "Give me six hours to chop a tree I'll spend four hours sharpening my saw. That's how my husband operates. He, he spends the time to plan which is really Hard for me to deal with. because that's not my natural way of of being. of I do want to plan, but I also I want to jump in and act. Mm. <laughs> so taking that time to plan, and I was thinking too, when I'm thinking about driving, like when you, and and I see this a lot with when I ride with other people who are impatient drivers, They don't want to sit and stop at a stoplight. If they see the light turning red, well, I'll just turn. I'd rather be driving, continuing to go, even though it may take me as long or longer, instead of stopping at a stoplight.
1: It's that be still with yourself concept. People can't do it anymore.
0: Right, right. Really Really challenging.
1: challenging.
0: It is. It is challenging. That's the be still, because once you're still... You're a little quieter, and then you have, have to start dealing with yourself
1: and what's going on in your head. <laughs> and those nasty little thoughts, hey? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, I had, had to actually read the, um, the slowest hiker concept a couple of times to wrap my brain around it, mm. how do you know that the slowest hiker is not just going to slow everything Behind it, right? So identifying that that one element that's getting in the way. I think he refers to it as constraints, right? You need mm-hmm. to subtract, it, like, get those obstacles out of the way. Putting the slowest hiker in the front to me could be an obstacle in the way.
0: Yeah, um, there are some concepts there that I thought. Hmm, how do you like? You say how do you know? that it's a good thing to put the slowest hiker there, that it's not an obstacle. And, And some of it, maybe it is an obstacle and you're just figuring out which is the most important obstacle to deal with. You know, when he's talking about the scout troop, my sons were in scouts. So I can literally, they've done this. This is how the scouts operate that, well, not all of them, but this is how their troop operated. That yet we did put, they did put the slowest hikers Um, And, you know, in his example, you have the slowest hiker and then you start going, Okay, what will help the slowest hiker go a little bit faster? So they took some things out of his pack and they spread it out. Um, Mm -hmm. You're still, you know, you're not going at the rate of the fastest hiker that then everybody's got to, you know, kind of ebb and flow and stop and start. And there's you with the goal being to keep your group together. I think that's where this is important: is to think about what's what's your essential intent. What's your goal? Mm-hmm. Your goal is to keep the group together. Your goal isn't to get one person to the finish line the fastest. Then you would do things differently. But if your goal is right. to keep the group together, then you put the slowest hiker as your as your lead man, and. Mm-hmm. And you share, you share the, the load. So that's, that's a helpful thing to think about too. Um, And he keeps, he keeps hammering this home that to be an essentialist, you're removing more. You just keep removing things. You're not adding, adding,
1: adding, adding. It's that, well, it's that contact, construct of subtract the obstacles versus add more momentum, right? And if you remove the obstacles, then the momentum's gonna come.
0: Right, yes. Um,
1: yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Abraham Lincoln and and my favorite quote of his is, um, the best way to predict the future is to create it.
0: Yes, that's good. And
1: it's, it's like, think about what you're doing right now is that going to get you to where you want to be later? Even if later is only tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which brings me to, um, oh, um, the one of the chapters focus, he says, right under it, he says, what's important now? Yes. And some people will short from that is W I N win. And you want to win, win as much as possible. So what is Again, takes you back to is, in, essential intent. That's hard to say. It really so, is. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is important now is actually what you're holding as your is, essential intent. Like keeping the group together. Right. So they do tie together in that sense. Yeah, they, for
0: sure. they really do. And the, you know, the what's important now, he talks in there about the Greek word kairos, that. That is be in the now. And that's what mindfulness is about. Be in the now. Don't be rehashing what you messed up on last week and don't be daydreaming always about what's happening in the future. Possibly be in the now, be aware of what's happening now.
1: Absolutely. I, This weekend stumbled across an article on daydreaming and creativity Ah. and how the two are quite nicely linked together. And I think we talked about that way back in the very first episode that you need to be bored to some degree so that you can let your mind wander and wonder what's going on so that you can actually use your imagination and be creative. And that's what this article was talking about. It was very fascinating.
0: I like that. I do. And and when you're talking about that in his chapter with on his flow chapter, he's using the example of Michael Phelps and Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer, you know, the the very detailed routine he goes through. And, you know, I've shared with you, you know, I personally have fought against routine because I think, oh, no, that's just going to suck the life right out of me. But Mm -hmm. his point being that when you have a routine, that frees you. So you can be doing the routine things, but then your mind can not necessarily wonder and wander as, as you were talking about there, but you you've got the ability to be a little more creative to problem solve at a higher level about what's happening you're you've just you get he calls it an energy rebate (laughs) that you know you have ingrained your routine so deeply Mm -hmm. that you can excel so i have been over the past few months working on creating more of a routine that allows me the freedom well, I've got some boundaries, so I'm putting some boundaries in, I'm getting, getting the riffraff out of my pasture and I'm putting my fence up.
1: The thing with routines is you have to be careful what you're routinizing. Yes. Right. Now, Michael Phelps was routinizing the two hours before his get up onto the, um, whatever it is they jump off of. the The diving platform yeah yeah the platform and then he was he was by then he had got himself into a very focused state of mind so that he would just do in his go and do his two minutes of butterfly or whatever and win a gold but he was very intentional about what he was putting into that routine he clearly had that kind of mind that he could direct it that way And you're also being very intentional about the processes that you're setting up for the things that you want to be making your routines. Because I remember you complaining about how much you don't like processes. And then three weeks later, you were talking about, Hey, I'm kind of enjoying these processes things. Yeah. I remember that.
0: (laughs) Isn't it lovely that I'm willing to tell on myself.
1: (laughs) Well, it just proves that you're growing from what it is you're trying to do. And it's, very you know is very freeing to figure out what the right process for you is
0: and some of this I think has to do with personality types of that I've I've never been one for busy work I've not enjoyed and I've whether it's for myself or to assign it mm. no if there's not a point if there's not a reason that it makes sense to do this thing I'm not why do it? Why bother? It's a waste. Even as a child, I didn't like that. So when I understand the reason why, and that's when my, when I'm, my routine is right, my processes are right. And I see the reason why don't just tell me have a routine because it frees things up. No. Okay. Here's why you want to have things in order here's why you want to do the hardest thing first here's why you want to not waste your energy decision making on what are you going to wear every day just throw a uniform on and be done with it (laughs) here's why when i understand the why (laughs) then i'm good or i'm better (laughs) i'm not perfect
1: but i'm better with it it makes sense right and when you, when you referred to a busy life, he talks about that in chapter, uh, the chapter that he entitled be, yeah. and then he put a quote by Socrates, which is beware the barrenness of a busy life, mm. because you get so full of busy activities that you're not actually doing the meaningful things. Right. And that's what, as an essentialist, you want to focus on the meaningful things and get rid of the busyness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost a badge of honor for some professions to be really busy. Oh, yeah. I'm so busy.
0: And how, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm busy. Oh, you know, we all. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. You're busy. Yay. So what does busy actually mean? Right. Does that mean that you're distracted trying to do 100,000 different things? Does it mean that you're efficient? Does it mean that you're effective? Does it mean that you're just disorganized i mean it could mean many it could mean all of those things and it could mean none of those things yeah so busy is kind of a useless word you can be active you can be focused doing things you could be bored what a concept
0: you could be just plain tired Mm. that that's what i see so many people i'm busy i'm busy i'm so tired I'm so busy doing all the things <laughs> that I'm tired. It's, that's, what, that's what happened with me this weekend. I, that was a sign to me, oh, I am tired. All the things that have built up. My sleep's been off. I was sick during the week. So I knew these things were off. So I made a silly mistake that, didn't shatter anybody's life it's just this ah really <laughs> but oh well having read this book now that I am finished with my first read and I don't know how many times you've read it before but I really do like I'm very glad I read it I'm very glad that we've gone through it this way because it has slowed me down to think, and apply, and work on it. I will go back, and it's, it's one of these books I think I'll, I'll just kind of refer to periodically. Ah, let me refresh myself, because I do what he describes as an essentialist. That's where I've, I've had that essence of it most of my life.
1: He just pulls it together and articulates it well. He does. In a, in an essential format.
0: Oh, there you go, he does. He's,
1: he's distilled it down quite nicely. And when you're ready, and we'll maybe consider doing another short series like this in the future, <laughs> but his next book is called Effortless. Right. Which takes a very focused essentialist and makes sure that he's doing the right things with as little effort as possible very fascinating concept.
0: And it's so appealing to, to mm-hmm. think of not expending lots of effort to get things done.
1: Well, if you're doing the right things, it should be fun. What a great way to
0: finish up. And I think my, my final thought here is it's, it's a pursuit of it. It's the you're not going to reach the goal of, Oh, I'm an essentialist. I'm done.
1: (laughs) I read the book. I'm done. (laughs) I did
0: it. (laughs) Check that off. It's a way to be. It's a way to be, to, to continually remind yourself to be focused on what's important now. What's your win to be mindful to Have your routines set to, you know, back in the beginning of the book when he talks about like organizing your closet, you need to have your routines so you're not having to go in once a year or every five years and call everything out. We'll have your daily routines to keep life flowing, to keep you on track so you can enjoy life. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you. I have enjoyed having the journey of discussing this book. I like, I like this. It's been great fun.